Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. I was going to just say there was a t- time when, you know, I was like, I was I was in confession and, and I was and I was and this ought to be good. You know, my wife if she's listening, she's pulling over the car screaming, No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember I was like, you know, Father, I was like, you know, sometimes when I coach I, I hear myself saying some things and getting on these kids and I just I'm trying to do better and and he goes, Well, you know what, Joe? He goes and I was just like, Here, you know, I'm gonna get it, you know. Then he goes, Sometimes I need it. <laughs> 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 wow! I don't know where to go from yeah, there. I just yeah, just like, I'm kind of stopped. That's Man. a solid choice. Yeah, yeah. Not, not really a transition. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you think of uh, Missouri State? The game plan from Petrino. I, I, I you know, I think I, last week I said I hope they practice passing the ball. Uh, the Arkansas does. I mean, I think we could line up and just run them over and push them around, but we need to practice passing the ball in case we get behind. When he's got, you know, and, and and he'll have a little pressure on him, it'll be a little different. But I thought we did that. I was pleased with it. The, the 390 or whatever yards passing was a little misleading with the shovel pass mm-hmm. to Rocket. But we threw it effectively, threw it down the field, especially in the first half. We got behind right before half and had to make a little bit of a comeback. So I was pleased that that was the game plan. And uh, I, I really thought we'd put more points on the board. And we would have. We wouldn't have had a couple fumbles and stuff like that. But, you know, I did call. I said, I said Petrino scored 28. He scored 27. Uh, but I really, I mean, he's he's one of the top ten play callers I've ever watched, and he does it because I mean he, he's creative and in his play design. But little subtle things, the little touchdown on fourth and one, you know, it was great play action. Everybody's like, oh, play action. Well, you do two other things that are different. He took the wing back and he folds down and fakes a block. Well, that gets his guy that's in man to man to put his eyes back in the backfield because he's a block. He's like, is a sweet is a run coming my way? And the other thing he does, he also, what we call switch routes, he switched the the wing and the tight end. He ran the wing up and under. Well, on defense in that, when two guys are pretty tight, you have a banjo call or whatever, and, and they're talking about switching on defense, switching men, which is it's hard to coach and hard to do because now you've got to switch it based on does he go in or does he go out. Well, he went up straight. And so he's inside, but then he fades it back out. So his guy lets him go thinking the other guy's going to grab him. I mean, he did two great things on that play. Well, his creative play calling, I say all that to say, you know, he's tough to defend. So everybody's like, well, they do have some dudes. They do. But his play calling is always going to be a great equalizer. Now, watching that, and I mean, again, I'm a novice, but I, I, he looks like the type of coach that, like, he finds one or two things and he – Milks it and runs it and runs it and runs it. Yeah, I mean, he's going to take it to you. To the flats and the little misdirection stuff with the tight end and things like that. I mean, and it was like, I mean, we were up there going, you know, he's, you know, here it comes again. And I mean, he would run, he wouldn't run the same thing. He would run a variation of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it was like, okay, this is working. And, 
and we're going to run it to death. And I think that's what some really good offensive coaches do. When they find something, they disguise it a little differently. They'll have a little different offensive mm-hmm. set, throw a motion in there, whatever, and then they're going to hit that same thing. Then three plays later, they're coming back to it. He does that extremely well, and, and, and he did that. I think he must have found something with the Razorbacks when the quarterback moves a little bit. And what I mean is he had some plays where the quarterback, instead of dropping straight back, he would move off his spot like Maybe maybe six feet, and then throw it back. And then they threw it back. Well, they must we must have found something that our safety slide or our linebacker slide with just that little movement and opened up that lane on the backside. And it's not really a backside throw because the quarterback's just six yeah. feet further yeah. right than he was. But that in itself, that may be our rules, you know. And, and and different teams have different rules for that kind of stuff. So I think he found something there, and he hit that three or four times, and you know one or two of them pretty good plays. Have you ever run the ball fourth and nine? <laughs> I was listening to you guys. Don't choke. Don't choke. The caller, the caller drink called water. in a while ago. Drink I mean, your water. Your chances of making a fourth. I mean, that's, you know, coaches do. I mean, everybody makes mistakes in their jobs, right? And the difference is there's 80,000 people there to watch them do their job and make a mistake. And that was an obvious. I mean, your chances when you call that play, I don't care if there's two guys lined up in the box. Are like you know four percent. I mean, you, why would you run anything that's a four percent chance of being successful? But so they made a they made a dumb call. I like the way Pittman owned yeah. up to it. Yeah, you know, I, I would rather him come out and said for sure, like, boy, you know, Bros was an idiot out of that player. I told him to run the ball. Okay, yeah. you know, one of the two. Right. But, but I did like the way he played it off, and and he admitted, hey, we just botched that up. But you're never gonna make that. I mean, that's complete brain dead. How did that? I mean, how, how's that even happen? I mean, are you just is that what you're thinking? We're going to trick them here? Arrogance. There was, you're going to trick them, and there's arrogance that we're, Missouri, we're Arkansas, you're Missouri State. There's a little bit of that. I still think there's a 10% chance they didn't know what down it was. Ooh. I really, really do. I think there is a small chance. But the that, crowd got so loud. You know, I, I, like, yeah, let's go, go. You're not hearing that. You got headsets on. Yeah, you you're don't right. care about the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, during commercials, they're getting loud, doing Woo Pig Suey, and you don't know. I mean, you ignore. You learn to block that out completely, and so I mean, we were. I was in a game last year, and they're like, "Hey, did you hear that gunshot go off during the game?" A gunshot? No, I didn't. I mean, you don't hear that, so I don't think that's it. I I do. I think there was a ten percent chance somebody didn't know, and I'm not saying it was Pittman or brought one of the two though might not have, and I and and then you end up calling that play on third and nine. You're, you're like, if we're gonna go four downs, and maybe they said Pittman said two plays before that. Hey, we're gonna use all four downs. Okay, that's good to know. You need to change your play calling. Third and nine, now you can run that play. Yeah. Huh. So that that might be the thing to me, and, and nobody wants to say that. I mean, there's a lot of things you'll give into. Right, right. You ain't giving into that one. Yeah. Have you ever not noticed it was fourth down before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it ha- I mean, especially if you're going fast, and, and it could be and it could be like three plays ago. Like, say you run a play on second down, and you think it made a first down, so you think it's first and ten. You look, it was third and one. You don't notice. And because you're assuming you see it well, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're calling a play for first and ten, and it's third and one, and then all of a sudden next play it's fourth down, and you think it's second or third down, and there you have it. You block things out well. You don't hear your phone beeping underneath <laughs> you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you want your? I was going to say, was gonna say, <laughs> that's, say that. Well, that's Tommy Tommy Gilleran from Lake Hamilton's head coach. He's a good a good friend and a, and a buddy of mine. He it's said, so- "I run the ball on fourth and nine. I say, Tommy, that's why that's why you only have one statue up at Fountain Lake and not one at Lake Hamilton." <laughs> Would you want your quarterback to catch you on that fourth and nine yes. on that and God, take over, God change a play, yes. or? 
do something. Yeah, I mean, you educate those guys, and they make so many checks at the line anyway. Quarterback has a lot of responsibilities, uh, and they get the opportunity to do that. But I would want my guy, if I called a run play, to look at me and go, hey, dummy, it's fourth down. You know, look over yeah. at the sideline and, and do that. But, yeah, for sure, I would at least want him to, you know, we had, a, we had, we had stuff if he questioned it. He could point to his, you know, point to his head like, "Hey, I'm not sure." I would want him at least to give me the, "I'm questioning that," because yeah. he had that ability to do that in the game. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't sure, question me. Well, I, he should not be sure on a fourth and ninth. Yeah. Uh, what What else did you see from the team that you like? Because I thought Landers at wide receiver, maybe that was the breakout game that can help them in the future. Yeah, I'm doing this podcast for the Arkansas Sports Network, and and that's the main thing I said was. I think we got to get the ball that kid. I think we need to design more plays where we run off safeties and run him on digs underneath. I think we need to high-low the corner with the smash-stop combos and stuff. Get that kid the ball. I know well, he had a little problem dropping the ball earlier at some point, uh, but I, I think he's a playmaker, and I think he is a big difference maker, and I think he will help. He's not Traylon Burks. He's a different kind of receiver than Traylon Burks, but I think he can give us the things if we focus on him that we're not thinking about big picture that we want. Traylon Burks was so good because they had to double team. They had to put a safety over the top, and so the safety on that side couldn't come down for the run. So now when you break that running back to the second level, there's nobody there on the third level, and those eight-yard runs turn into 28-yard runs and stuff like that. And I think if we could get the ball to Landers, teams would get scared of him because he's got a lot of ability, and I think he could provide that help that you don't think about on offense mm-hmm. because nobody notices that that safety's not coming down because he's over there too. And then you run the ball to his side, and it's got a bigger window, and our backs can make people miss and, and stuff like that. And and uh, the other thing I was really pleased with is is – if you're not playing a team that you're worried about, I know, you know, well, it was close and all that kind of stuff. We were going to win the game. And uh, I wouldn't, it, we were going to win the game when we got down 10. As a matter of fact, I made a live bet on Arkansas. I mean, this is easy money. We're going to win that game. But I think what what uh, people don't think about a lot of times is, is don't get people beat up. Don't get KJ beat up. I thought they told KJ not to run as much this game, stand back there and throw the ball. And I thought he did that. He didn't need to take hits in a game that we were going to win. And I know for sure, even though they got a little nervous late, they went into the game thinking we were going to win. And you should. Your confidence in FCS team. And I thought they protected him for this next game because he's going to have to run this mm-hmm. next game. And I thought that was a good game plan. I thought it forced him to sit back there and, and look past one progression run. And so all that stuff is big picture going to help us. What do you see out of the secondary? Whew. I see, I thank God that we're playing a team that doesn't have a quarterback that they have confidence in right now. You know, and I mean, you know, I watched the King kid play for A&M and was very unimpressed. I was unimpressed with their offensive scheme and their and their creativity and stuff. And But, you know, he, he just didn't look comfortable or confident. Then they move in Max Johnson. I tried to watch some of that last week, too, in preparation for the show, as a matter of fact. And, and uh, they're just not letting him do a whole lot. And, you know, and, and Jimbo Fisher's supposed to be an offensive guy. So the good news is it doesn't look like that's a strength that they can attack on our weakness. But I think everybody knows that's our weakness. And and our guys are trying. I'm not saying they're not trying, not doing this. And I, it's not scheme. It's not anything. Uh, but I do think this. When, when, when your secondary is, 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 can struggle against the pass. And, and we're lucky Spencer Rattler missed a, a couple of wide-open deep guys. It changes the complexity of the game, complexion of the game. And so did Cincinnati. They had that little fast guy open a couple times and just missed him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. wide open and they just missed him. 
were exposed a little bit. Then you saw Cincinnati come back on that one quick drive where they ran the uh, the fade down the sideline, and two plays later they ran the post, and the guy's wide. He just ran past our corner. Our corners are trying, and they're good, and all that kind of. I mean, you know, they're 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 good players, but they're not high level SEC type. You know, that's not the strength of our team. What we have to do is protect those guys. Well, how do you protect those guys? You freaking bring everybody. Odom's been doing that late in the games and been real creative with his twists and blitzes, and, and we obviously mm-hmm. got to the quarterback late in the game. What if we did that at the beginning of the game? Maybe it doesn't get to when mm-hmm. we're down, you know, whatever, 17 nothing or whatever it was. And I think you got to protect those guys. You do that by bringing pressure. And our front four, everybody's like, oh, man, our front four. Our front four is really not getting it done as much as you want them to. The blitzes are getting it done. So, so hats off to Coach Odom and his scheme and, and, and his timing and stuff. But you better do that earlier so it didn't get to that point because those guys can't stand back there and guard people for three and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like two and a half. So you better bring pressure. And every, you know, the, the best players in the world are the NFL quarterbacks as far as quarterbacks go. Every single one of them for the past two years I was looking at, every single one have a lower QBR, quarterback rating, and they just perform worse when they are blitzed by at least one one extra guy. And if that's the case for them, you know it's going to be the same for college quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. So, and that's what we need to help that secondary out. I'm convinced that's what happened with Cincinnati in week one. There were a couple times they brought the house, yeah, and the quarterback saw it. And Cincinnati did a good job of picking it up. But he still would let it go way too early. Oh, it was yeah, just like, yeah. he, here it comes. I'm going to get rid of it and throw it up and let my guy under, you know, run under it. And he would overthrow the guy. If he would have just held on and trusted his line, I think he would have made a better throw. But I just think that pressure got to him and he cracked. It's, it's, it's the hardest thing. I, 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 I still say it's the hardest job on the planet, playing quarterback, because you got all those guys coming to try to kill you. You're going to end up having to know what all 11 of your guys are doing, including your blocking scheme. Are they going to leave that? If they bring one more than we've got, are they going to leave the right side or are they going to leave the left side? They leave an A-gap this play. What are my receivers doing? Where's the li- where are the linebackers in the secondary? Where are they shading to? Where's the leverage? Where are they taking away? And then, oh, my gosh, they're trying to kill me, and i got two and a half seconds to throw it in a window <laughs> about a foot and a half big, you know, mm-hmm. while the guy's running 18 miles an hour. So it's just really hard to do. And then you've got to fight. That's one of the few spots in the in, in, in sports where you have to fight self-preservation. Your brain tells you, hey, don't grab that hot stove right there because it's going to burn your hand. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have self-preservation things kick, kick in. You fight self-preservation to stand there in the pocket when, mm-hmm. when it's collapsing around you and guys are going to kill you to hold the ball an extra half second to throw it. And so that's why nobody does it well. And I don't blame the guy, but they're looking down first, a lot of quarterbacks, and seeing who's coming. And then they're looking to gauge what time. Well, the amount of time that you spent looking down, a half a second, doesn't seem like much, but it's a fifth of what you need. It's 20% of your time back there. And now by the time you look up, you've spent a half a second. So even if you gained a little bit of time by looking down and seeing who was coming, what if you didn't gain any and they're bringing everybody? Now when you look up, it's too late. You've got to throw it quick or take a sack. So it's counterintuitive. But everybody does it. That's why I bring everybody. Let's them. You know, in the past, we saw a lot of three-man rush dropping eight in coverage, and it was just like keep everything in front of you, keep everything in front of you. Now it's just almost the opposite. They're, they're, uh, they did experiment, they said last week, with some quarters and halves while bringing pressure, not yeah. going straight man-to-man. Yeah. Do you like that uh, philosophy instead of keep? It's almost like a bend but don't break as opposed to just going all out and getting after the quarterback and sometimes you give up a big play but sometimes you get the big play. It depends on the offense. Like against Leach's offense, whenever we did the, the drop eight and, mm-hmm. and rush three, you know they're not going to throw it over the top a lot. They're not looking for those 30-yard seams down the field. 
So it makes a lot of sense to, to, to you know, you can go a three-deep shell and have five underneath for a leech's offense, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's significant because now you're taking away those underneath things that he likes to. I mean, think about the football field's 52 yards wide. If you've only got five guys, if you've only got four guys underneath, now they've got to guard, you know, they've got to guard a lot bigger area mm-hmm. if you count the depth and the width of what they've got to than five. So I, that's good against some, but it, I don't think that would have been the answer against Cincinnati. Because they want to run the ball, too. And if you do that three drop eight, now a lot of times you're only five in the box, and they've got five blocking five, so that, that opens up the big running game. And I think Cincinnati wanted to do that. So it depends on the offense on that. And that's what I really like about Odom, is he'll morph it to whatever he needs to morph it to. Well, are you a four-front defense? Well, sometimes. Are you a three-front? Well, sometimes. Are you you know, are you are you six in the box, seven in the box? Are you bringing one more yeah. than they've got? Well, sometimes. And and that makes it tough for offenses to prepare for, too. But I like that he matches it up to what they do instead of going, here's what we do. Well, if you're a here's what we do team, somebody will figure out a way to beat that. You like the matchup this week? Not really. Hmm. You know, only because, only because I, I like it from their strength doesn't beat our weakness on defense. They're, I mean, they're, they don't have the strength of a quarterback in a passing game. I mean, they had 180 total yards against App State. 180. That's awful. I mean, us four sitting in this room could go out there and, and may be able to have half that ourselves, you know, if we could put, get Joe to catch one over the middle, you know, throw it up to him. And, uh, and then they had 240, I think, Speed. against Miami. I mean, that's a quarter's worth of what we had, what, last week in the third or fourth, uh, second or fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so offensively, they don't threaten uh, our, our secondary, which I think is, is, is available for big plays for people at times. They don't threaten that. Uh, they play ball control style. That's fine with us, too. Um, I do think we're going to have problems scoring this week. I think their defense is better than everybody thinks. Everybody looked at App State. I think they were. Uh, I don't think they were looking at App State. Miami was ranked, and like the little funny guy on the, the little the little comedian guy said in the in mm-hmm. the pep rally, not for where's App State at? Who are they? What does that even stand for? You know, I think that's the way a lot of their players were thinking. It looked like they came out sort of like we did against yeah. Missouri State. I think they were thinking a little bit of that. Everybody's like, well, how could you do that against App State? Well, I mean, they beat a top-10 team like 15 years ago in Michigan. It's not the same kid. I mean, they just don't think like that. And I'm sure A&M thinks they're pretty good, you know. And so I think they were taking them lightly. They're probably looking ahead to the top-20 matchup that they had against Miami. Uh, their, you know, their, their quarterback situation, nobody believed in either one of them, so you don't have the confidence in the team or the coaching staff. They did some dumb plays on third and long, too, because they didn't trust their quarterback. I mean, they had third and ten, and they're throwing – dump down screens or running sweeps and you're like what are they doing you know but they don't have any confidence either so i think it's going to be a defensive matchup i think both teams are going to play well on defense or look really good you know it could be a lot of the offense's fault you know we probably should beat them and i know we're favored but it wouldn't surprise me and i know the razorback fans don't want to hear it wouldn't surprise me if it's a heck of a game really tied at the end and and either team could win we'll take a break uh you go hang around you got anywhere to go Always and never. So, all right, I'm hanging around. I got to run. Oh, Joe's here. That's I why just, I was staying. <clears throat> no, I got to go. All right. I was going to pepper him with Hackett questions from Denver. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll, it, I'll hang up and listen on the, the way home. He's right? hanging the hack. <laughs> Hackett. Uh, he, he's struggling right now. I'll tell you that. He's about. To That's be, a whole another half hour. Yeah, got. he's about to be without a job if he I'm didn't fix this stuff. Down. I, right, I, hey, because I knew, I knew if I asked that, uh, that y'all weren't going to need me in studio for thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. See you guys. Stop by Corky's. Give me a visit. Good to see you. See you, coach.